0: We had like our own SDK network, our own like programmatic. And I was selling programmatic, but I have no idea what I was selling. I got to be honest. I was just an ambitious little man, young, full of hope of the world.
1: Did you hear the one about the three thirsty mobile marketers who walked into a bar? It's Friday. It's happy hour, San Francisco. The user acquisition specialist walks into the bar. The growth manager is following her, walks into the bar too. The VP of marketing comes right up after. She's in a big hurry, runs full speed into the bar. Their data scientist comes after them, looks at them lying on the ground, shakes his head says, idiots and ducks. Welcome, this is Mobile Heroes Uncensored number four. My name is Junkets here. My co-host is Peggy N. Salts. We are both senior contributors at Forbes and we consult with tech companies. Today, we are talking with experts from Gamesture, Lift Liftoff, and Gaseous Games. Our focus today is video ads, wins, fails, ROI, and much more. But first... Our horrible, no good, awful, really, really bad joke of the day, and our snarky roundup of mobile marketing news. Peggy, how did the hipster burn his tongue? Smoking a joint. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, where's your money going?
2: <laughs> we oh, all go there.
1: <laughs> yes, we all went to college, Sean. No, I what. Okay. So, how did the hipster burn his tongue? He drank his coffee before it was cool.
2: Oh no!
1: <laughs> Come on, you know you like it. You I, yeah, it's awesome.
2: I, I want it. I want it, John. Do it.
1: <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> awesome. Go there. So, Peggy, you've got some news for us to chat about.
2: Absolutely, and one of it sounds a bit like it could have been a joke, but it's not. It's not, John. There's a new app out there that lets you attend meetings without attending meetings. I hear.
1: Absolutely. It's called Bueller, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the teacher at the front, Bueller, Mm -hmm. Bueller, Bueller, right? It will auto attend meetings for you on Zoom. And hey, you're in the meeting, but you're not there. And they're working on a boomerang video feature for those times when you have to have your video. on. (laughs) If you get fired as a result of using this, it is not our fault. We take no responsibility.
2: That is so cool. And it's like you're there, but you're not there. Doesn't that sound like meetings right now, John? I I don't know. It kind of
1: does, it kind (laughs) of (laughs) does.
2: Okay, we're talking about video. Google is now offering video ad experiments for YouTube, intriguing.
1: Absolutely, just came out this week. You can upload multiple videos to your campaign with different calls to action, varying points of focus. Google will find out which ones resonate with your target audiences, which ones work. You know what? They just discovered multivariate testing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Indeed. I wonder who they're taking on here, John.
1: Who could it be?
2: We won't go, we won't say it. And staying with that digital ad revenues jumped 12%. That's massive.
1: It's kind of a big deal. We are all worried that ad revenue is going to be down. Ad monetization was going to be down with tank due to COVID. It was actually up to $140 billion in the US alone in 2020. According to an IAC study, highest growth rate, Peggy, digital video up 21% and now accounting for 19% of all digital ad revenue.
2: See, we have our finger on the pulse here, John, because we did everything there is to know about video. So we are definitely on the mark here. Very
1: good. Cool. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what Peggy, just because out of the goodness of my heart, I feel like, you know, you need it. It's been a long day for you. You're yeah. in Europe. It's the end of your day. You're probably drinking already. So I have another <laughs> joke for you.
2: Okay, do it.
1: What is the right answer, Peggy, when somebody asks you what you know about bonsai trees?
2: They are small and green. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very close. The correct <laughs> answer is very little. Very little. <laughs> so I was
2: close this time, John. I you, had to were,
1: you were. I was, was, I
2: was so close.
1: <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. I have another one, but I'm going to save it for after, you know, because we have some hard work to do right now. Hey, who are we talking to today?
2: <laughs> okay. We'll kick it off. We have Lucas Kvitsian. He's head of marketing at GamesTure. And prior to that, he was at Huge Games, which is really big. He learned a lot there. Now he's got a new release game, Fable Wars. And as we discussed, he's going to probably try and sneak his cat in at some point during the show. So we might see a cameo. You never know. <laughs> Welcome, Lucas. We got Pierre Struvelt, Senior Affiliate Marketing Manager at Lavoo, Pierre, Pierre, a huge dating app, in case you don't know it, John, you probably heard of it, now part of the Meet group, so a huge accomplishment there. And Pierre's accomplishment, saving a cool million in Q1 with his new in-house anti-fraud tool.
1: I'm married, Peggy. I don't know any of the dating apps.
2: <laughs> well, we can just check them out and see if they're if they're worth what they're rated by Optopia, right?
3: Uh, <laughs> we should change that, John. We should change that. <laughs> oh, no. I can never show my wife this episode. <laughs> oh, true.
2: Okay. You realize she's
1: my video editor, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're gonna keep this part in, John. Okay. Okay. So women, Diana, Ulrich. Manager, ad creative at Liftoff, an impressive track record in performance marketing. Great to have you. And not only because you're on the show is it a way to say welcome and congratulations, but you recently got engaged. So talk about a great way to get back and come back after self-isolation. Welcome. Thank you. Yay. And finally, Etienne de Gourbillon. I'll just say Etienne head of UA at Gazoos Games in Brazil, loves everything Japanese. Um, no engagement in his books right now, but he has adopted a cat that we will see, I'm sure, which he said was the best decision he ever made. And we're gonna see the cat. <laughs> best decision he ever made. We can only second that. Thank you, Etienne. Those are our awesome. guests, John, we're ready to rock.
1: Awesome. So glad to have everybody here. You guys are amazing and awesome. We already have so many outtakes to embarrass you with on social media in the future to add nauseam, So it's awesome. This is episode four of Mobile Heroes Uncensored, and it's been a complete disaster so far. Can you believe Liftoff lets us do this stuff? But with you, we are going to turn it around. Lukash, we're going to kick off with you, and we want to ask you a question. Hey, you've been working for a while. You've been in your job for a while. What was your biggest win at work?
4: That's a, actually a tough one. Uh, there were a lot of wins, a lot of loses. Uh, I, I could uh, like divide them into more people-related and more product-related. Uh, so for product related, I would call every game I was working on, seeing, uh, seeing it grow uh, was an amazing uh, win moment, uh, especially that I had a chance to work on huge casino, which was uh, like a massive hit at its time. Uh, but also uh, the big thing for me and uh, a massive win is uh, the people I work with and seeing them grow. That's, that's a huge, huge win for me personally. Wonderful. Wonderful. You, I didn't know where you're going with that for,
1: you know, it was hard to tell what your biggest win was. I was like, are there any wins? Can you have a win please? But apparently you had so many wins that you're just winning, winning, hashtag winning all the time. That's awesome. Hey, here's a question. We're talking about video ads, mobile video ads, and you've got one chance at an ad placement. You got to pick video or playable, which do you pick and why?
4: Um, I'll, I'm actually leaning towards uh, video uh, because it depends on so many factors, uh, what kind of network that is, what kind of uh, placement, uh, what kind of geography and so on, so on. So I'm leaning towards uh, video uh, because videos, in my opinion, are more consistent when delivering the results. Uh, playables are kind of hard to, to get, they are expensive to produce, uh, and they're not that, uh, that consistent and scalable. So I would go for, for video. For sure, wonderful. Thank you.
2: OK, moving along with you, Pierre. Uh, same question to start. What was your biggest win at work?
3: Um, I think, as you already mentioned, um, the biggest win we had over the last weeks so or months was definitely that our in-house anti-fraud um, tool um, saved us 1 million so far in Q1. And that's a new record. Um, that's even more than than over the whole last year. and um, Maybe another thing from a bigger picture, I think a really big um, thing we achieved was that with all the stuff that comes with COVID, like working separately and not together in in one room, this was a big challenge for all of us, I think. And um, I think it's a really big uh, achievement that um, we made it possible that everybody is still connected. We still have our culture in the company. And um, I think that's both are the points that make me really proud.
2: Okay. And the other thing we're looking at, of course, is video. That's the topic here. Now, video is at the core of Levu, right? It's part of the product. There's the live video streaming, dating stuff. But what does video do best as a format when we're looking at acquiring
3: users? Um, Yeah, as you already said, um, it's really close to, to the product. And um, I think that's also where we get most of the of the reach out there while running user acquisition campaigns. And for us, it's really easy because we are talking at the end about either it's entertainment, which is video, or love. And with love, you can tell a lot of beautiful stories. So love is something something amazing. And I think that's video is the best possible way to to achieve that and to um, yeah bring the message over to the to the potential users.
2: You have to say you have to love that, John. Yeah,
0: you? I'm, <laughs> sold. <I can. laughs> I'm sold.
2: <laughs> I'm sold. I'm <It's> sold. <laughs> like, give it to me.
0: Where's um, my heart? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you know, I'll stay with the dating apps, right? Things go in pairs. Things are in couples. And I'm hearing a lot out there about the formats that work well together. You know, what works best with video to get the best results? Do you have a favorite or is there something that's working really well or maybe not well with video for that matter?
3: I think the combination between video and playables is um, a really great combination, um, especially for us. Um, because you either, or at the beginning, you can tell like a story, and you can get the attention. And at the end, you can make something interactive with the users. And that's, I think, um, a great combination. I don't know if we got to hear this later, Peggy, or we've got to hear it right
1: now, but what do you do in playables for a dating app? <laughs> oh <my laughs> i got to hear this. <laughs> I'm not going that, that,
3: there. That's quite easy. I mean, we have um, this match game uh, where you can swipe to the left and to the right, like yes and no. And that's okay. so easy to implement that that function, that feature in a playable app. OK, OK, right. OK. This
1: apple with that apple, that, that kind of matching? Or <laughs> maybe not quite.
3: Yeah, maybe the apple with the strawberry.
1: OK, yeah. excellent, excellent. Well, Deanna, um, we are super happy to have you. We also want to hear about your biggest win at work.
5: Ooh, well, um, I also have to say something along the lines of growth. You know, I've been at LiftOff for over five years now, and I was the second uh, designer at LiftOff ever, and now we're a team of twenty-five, which is really amazing. So, just over the past five years, uh, growing this team out um, in this kind of like uh, kind of weird environment for a designer really because you know because we're performance based right so um kind of putting all of your art school fine art knowledge like on the shelf <laughs> a little bit and really focusing on what works what's performing well it's it's been quite the learning experience.
1: Give us a best practice. So we heard, for instance, that the color green works really well for FinTech. I mean, maybe only in the States, (laughs) probably (laughs) not in Europe, different colors for money. Uh, But give us a tip uh, that we should know, a best practice about using video for mobile ads.
5: Well, um, actually, let me touch on the the color theory thing for a second. I think that that's really interesting and I love that kind of stuff. Um, Basically, when you think of or when you see green in nature, like what this means is like, there is a lot of lush, there's a lot of growth, it's plentiful, healthy, abundant, right? Um, And so how this translates when we're just advertising for a product, us as human beings, we're associating that with like stability, safety, security, all of these good positive things. And so when you're associating that specifically with a fintech app, it's like, okay, look how easy it is for me to like kind of uh, achieve all of these positive things, like that sustainability, that like feeling of being in control and kind of having the upper hand. Um, So color is really important across the board, Um, but as far as best practices go, I think I have to say like getting straight to the point with your message, um, I think there are you always have to consider the end experience of your user, you know, be really considerate of what their setting is, what the context is. Um, And so just like being able to kind of pitch to them immediately, what is the product benefit here? Especially in in in-app mobile programmatic where it's gonna be a very different user experience from a TV commercial or something like that. You need to get straight to the point show them the app interface, what are they gonna be downloading? And that's how you're gonna get them.
1: Love it, love it, love it. And just before we go to the cat terrorist, one more question for you. What is one massive video ad
0: mistake?
5: Um, I would say the biggest mistake is relying on audio in your videos. So when you are, when the user is playing a game or whatever it is, if the there is some kind of storytelling that's going on that is like dependent on some kind of audio thing happening, a lot of the time the user doesn't have their audio on. So you wanna make sure that either you have um, captions included or just tell the story without audio.
1: As somebody who watches rewarded video sometimes for my favorite game where I wanna get an extra life or something like that, bang on, absolutely.
2: Interesting. Okay, Etienne, you're next up. Your biggest,
0: yes, you are your
2: biggest win at work to start.
0: Um, I mean, professionally, I'm pretty proud of, of my, takes on, on the companies I've been a part of, I've started at Ad Colony. Uh, so being a part on that, the ad network industry, then I went to, to one of the clients I was being the, the account manager of, and then I ended up in Brazil having no idea how to speak Portuguese, all the culture, and ended up here pretty happy. So uh, I got to say the the teams I've been a part of in all the companies, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, I, I think building a, a good team and, and people that I can trust and I can give responsibilities to is always something that I'm I'm pretty proud of because all the other... Things like, I mean, if I have a really good ROI campaign, it's not just me. It's, again, it's, a, it's a designers that made the creatives. It's a, the, the UA guys analyzing. It's the ASO guy optimizing the conversion rate. So I think pretty much I'm always happy with the teams I'm, and the people I'm working with. So that's the the most value I have on my professional career. And personal, I'm just happy to, to leave a, a good and positive image with all the people I work with. It's always happy to to see someone I work with for, I don't know, maybe like three months, but they still remember you and I don't know. And that's my cat. Yeah. She's already going to appear over there. She's crazy. I know people say cat reflects their owners, so I'm not sure I'm happy with that because there's a blind spot I'm not seeing about myself, but she's insane. I cannot express how insane she is. Well, on a personal note,
2: Etienne, having hung out with you at Gamescom, (laughs) but no,
0: seriously.
2: No, seriously. Um, Next question I wanted to get to before we talk more potentially about what the highlight is. Let's talk about nightmares. You know, you have revealed to me that iOS 14, and probably for many people, is your marketing nightmare, right? So how does your video ad strategy change with iOS 14?
0: I, I mean... It's basically Lucas, Pierre, Diana, they all make amazing points regarding video playables and all. The, the other part that we can control is the industry itself. So what happens with iOS 14, even though our video strategy can change, I cannot change the fact that iOS prices are off the roof. So if you take a look at the CPIs right now, it's insane. I don't know what's going on. Nobody tells me anything. I don't know there's a lot more people buying in to get the last piece of information. But I mean, and, and nobody really knows what, what's going on. So what I really like about this industry, just like Diana mentioned, it's it's not something that I can say, oh, I like this, I prefer that. Like there, there's no no one can put their own personal opinion on what I'm doing. It's all numbers. It's okay, I, I find some a creative that I find really ugly. I, I mean, I'm really sad. It's the best performing ad we have. So I'm like, what's going on, man? You know, it's just an ad with a white background, super simple, and it's the one that performs the best. So that's what I really love about this industry is that you can, you can see everything that you're doing. You can see all the numbers. There are no mistakes. There are no lies. There are no preferences. Everybody is right or wrong depending on the result. And with iOS 14, I think the industry kind of shifted. Well, Apple, I, I believe it was today that, that announced on the 20th of April or the 24th, there's mm-hmm. going to be the event. So that's, I'm, I'm believing when the end date is going to come. But nobody really knows. It's day. <laughs> yeah, it's a doomsday. I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. It's, it's all a little bit shady. When I talk to someone, they're different than all the MMPs are doing something different. So what makes it hard, it's you don't really know the impact it's going to have because you're not allowed to actually test it. And then again, when you want to test it, the prices are off the roof. So there is no way of being competitive. And if you're uh, like a medium or like a company that, that really has to, you know, take care, because I don't like wasting money, even though it's company money, I take it as my own. So it, it's tough knowing how to deal with it. And there are no clear instructions and, and Apple is not communicating like on a transparent way, but again, the industry is shifting and I'm all in favor of that. It's shifting towards more user privacy, which is good. It just, I, I think the change is going to be way too big in a, in a short amount of time without no like clear and transparency on the subject.
1: What I think Etienne is saying, Peggy, is that I'm taking Deanna's job as a designer very soon because anybody can design anything and it can work amazingly well. Um, so I'm excited about that. That's going to be very, very cool. What I do want to do is just maybe ping in, before we move to our next segment, on what Etienne is, is talking about. Are you seeing prices skyrocket on iOS, Lukash, Pierre? Are you seeing that too?
3: Yeah, um, that's something we, we also do see um, even um, yeah. on over all the channels. Um, yeah, we can we can see it on um, programmatic traffic. We do see it on social networks. Um, we see it everywhere.
1: Next one, Lukash, are you also seeing prices skyrocket on iOS fourteen?
4: I do. Unfortunately, that's that's a big part of uh, pain in the neck nowadays. A big part of the traffic that I'm buying goes into organic. Uh, so, uh, like buying anything on iOS. Uh, not dependent on the channel is really, really painful part. So the raw assets are not there. Basically, no one knows uh, when it's going to happen. Finally, uh, as Etienne mentioned, no one knows anything. Apple doesn't communicate a thing. Yeah, so I'm I'm in a point that bring it on finally and don't, don't <laughs> make me being tormented anymore.
1: <laughs> Let the storm come. <laughs> Let it yeah. hit and we'll ride the waves. Excellent. Okay, good. So this is kind of interesting, Peggy, to me because we kind of predicted, I think about four months ago, that prices on iOS would skyrocket just before implementation yes. of all the privacy provisions of iOS 14 because people are getting their last kicks of the can for IDFA. But we do have to switch uh, a little bit here and say, you know what, all work and no play makes mobile marketers very, very boring, except for Etienne. Nobody can make him boring except for drugs from (laughs) uh, men in long white coats, perhaps. We'll see. The first game that we will play is called Macronym. It's acronym, but macronym because it's mobile marketing acronyms. And one of you has to think up the craziest, oddest, most obscure dumbest acronym you've ever heard of in mobile marketing and the rest of us have to try to guess it so i'm going to give you one example and it might be super simple for you i might just be a complete idiot that's entirely possible peggy say nothing please but my acronym is ron r-o-n what does that mean
4: Run on network
1: Lukash is the winner. He get, he's front runner for the Lambo. Awesome. Excellent. Good job. Peggy, we're calling on you. What is your acronym, your macronym?
2: Yeah, well, um, I have one and, and literally only one because uh, I know this. a little hat tip out to the people at Feature in Berlin because uh, Andy Carvel, whom we both know, John, um, is partly behind it. A-I-C.
1: AIC. What does AIC. that mean? Anybody know? AIC. Diana, we expect you to know this one. If you don't know this one, forget yes, it. Sir. You're off the panel. Never back. <laughs> Etienne, AIC. It's in English, by the way, so you know, not your first or second <laughs> language. uh, Still expecting you to know it. <laughs> Pierre.
3: Uh, C is probably like customer. Close. Huh? Close, Peggy. Put us At out least, of our misery. Like what this you- is this?
2: This is this is interesting. So this comes from um, retention marketing, engagement marketing. It was featured together with CleverTap. It stands for acknowledge, interest, and conversion. So it's a new play on that funnel.
1: Okay. All okay. right. Well, Peggy, you stumped the I panel. I stumped them. How about so, that? Good Me? job. Good job. <laughs> Deanna, can you match up with Peggy's accomplishment and totally leave me in the dust? What is your acronym that you want to share that nobody else will know?
5: I feel like mine is cheating a little bit because I have, I'm have i coming from the design side of things, but my acronym is PSD.
1: PSD. It almost is like post- Photoshop files, files.
3: Yes, you got it,
5: Pierre, yes.
3: Say it again, Pierre. Um, it's the photoshop file extension psd file photoshop document yeah
1: okay okay i wasn't thinking you know that in terms of mobile marketing but whatever we'll give it to the designer
5: i gave you a hint saying it was coming from the design (laughs)
1: side you did you did lukas you are on the acronym that will stump all of us and it can't be in polish
4: Lucas, are you It will be too hard. Because, yes, uh, but, uh, my, <laughs> I
5: think
4: so. Yes, I am. Good. What is your acronym? It's C-T-I-T.
1: Click to install C-T-I-T time. C-T-I-T is my yeah. acronym. Click to install time. Yep. Okay, that was a no-brainer. That was easy. That Look was at you, too fast. You're, you're not in the front running for the Lambo anymore. We give a Lambo to the best guest every time. You know, this is the thing, right? But yeah, you just dropped 10 points. Uh, no worries. Etienne, on you, what is your macronym that is going to stump all of us?
0: So, I mean, I got a couple in my head that I created, but it's not the ones I use. Seriously? So, yeah. But if I have to go with a simple one and a traditional one, it's going to be ARPU.
1: No, 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 no. You no, can't go not. with a traditional, simple one. Everybody knows what ARPU is. Even, Even I don't Then I'll, I'll give you one I give my team. Difficult one.
0: Uh, I'll give you one that I give my team, and nobody's going to get it, but it's BAR. B-A-R.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: and I use it to analyze campaigns. <laughs> Badass retail, John?
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, put us off of on misery, Etienne. It, it's it?
0: boss acceptance rate. And at the end of the month, I analyze all the campaigns that we have and the campaign with the highest bar, which is a, a coefficient that we made analyzing different metrics from the campaigns, which is ROI, retention, uh, robots, etc., has the highest bar, both the race, gets a, a prize. Wow. It's excellent. a personal one. yeah.
1: A Lambo, is that the prize?
0: Uh, no, 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 no. It's... <laughs> So I'm not even I here. A for a I'm
5: moment, sorry.
0: I yeah, love it. It's like, what, was it, it, it? what car make was maybe that? We maybe a limbo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe a limbo or a day with Donaldo. That could be a good one. Oh, she's sleeping. That's so good. <laughs> she's sleeping. That's good. I, I have one.
1: Go ahead, Pierre.
3: Okay, it's really difficult. It's R O. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, It's wax. <laughs> wax w-a-c-s
1: whoa spell that again
3: w-a-c-s
1: w-a-c-s
2: cost something cost s
1: w-a-c-s you totally got me totally got me what is it
3: yeah it's um we It's weekly active churn subscribers. So it's like DAU, but on a weekly base, um, Um, but only the the cohort of users who have been um, um, subscriptions with Lavoo before.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Pierre. Okay. Second game, no-nos. So somewhere back in time, five years ago, 10 years ago, Twenty years ago, you were brand new to mobile marketing. I guess twenty years ago, mobile marketing didn't really exist. You know, it so was no. like SMS, <laughs> right? WAP, if you remember, WAP, Wireless Access Protocol. I guess oh, I'm yeah. dating myself here. No, no's. What question were you most afraid to ask when you were brand new in mobile marketing? And Pierre,
3: we're going to start with you this time. Um, I remember a situation eight years ago. Um, it was, I think the first week at Lavoe and I came in the office in the morning and um, the former CEO back in the day said to me, hey Pierre, great achievement yesterday, we had 1 million DAO. And I thought, oh wow, 1 million downloads, that's a lot. And it took me like four weeks to understand that it means daily activity.
1: Yes. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Diana, uh, back when you started, maybe five years ago, maybe longer, what was the one question you were most afraid to ask?
5: I don't know that I had one question. I think, again, going back to the fact that I was coming from a design and art background, just being in this industry in general, I was like, there's a lot of uh, imposter syndrome and faking it till you make it. Um, uh, But really, just like the entire, like, I guess, ecosystem of like, bidding and serving and inventory I was just very slowly absorbed all of that information over the past five years I'm just like can I just like design something and just give it to you
1: You're totally right. And there's no really good resource that explains that all. I I did some searching just recently on that. I mean, and you've got DSPs and SSPs and mediation and ad networks and agencies and Facebook marketing partners and MMPs and all this stuff and ads go in and out and attribution happens and measurement and all this stuff. It's insanely complicated. Uh, Peggy, we're going to go to you. Uh, And we are going to ask you, back when you were brand new and Mobile Groove was just a twinkle in your eye, uh, (laughs) (laughs) what what were you afraid to ask?
2: I have a better story. I have like, guess what? The moderator is ill and you're moderating this and you're going to go out there and talk for 30 minutes about in-app header bidding. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: left an impression and i did the whole the whole panel it's like well what do you think of it at header bidding i'm giving this away i really shouldn't but that was t- terrifying and i was afraid to ask anyone because it's like of course we're going to talk about it and publishers and platforms but yes that was that left an impression and i still am not really clear on it
1: so awesome, Peggy! That is incredible. Great is story. <laughs> that is wonderful, Lukas. You are. Uh, you've been in mobile for some time, but when you were brand new, what question were you deathly afraid of asking about mobile marketing?
4: I was uh, once asked uh, while on a call with a partner. He asked me, uh, "Are you buying on programmatic?" Uh, I was I was petrified because I didn't know what programmatic is and I, there was literally no one to ask what programmatic is so for like half an hour of the call he was trying to to, to assess if we are buying on programmatic and I was trying to avert uh, like answering the question because I didn't know <laughs> what programmatic uh, was
1: oh that's a wonderful story thank you so much Lukash. you know what we've all had it guess what we all come with our own sets yeah. of knowledge and background and new stuff happens and we got to learn on the fly Etienne tell us your story and it can't be learning Portuguese uh, what, <laughs> what are you afraid of what question did you not know the answer to and were afraid to ask when you were New to mobile marketing?
0: Oh, nothing. I if you if you work with me, I'm the one asking all the questions in the world. Just like Deanna mentioned, I had no idea how the industry was shifting. Like, how how does this work? I'm like, where is the money coming from? Watching ads? Then who's paying? How what what's happening? So when I started, I used to be a salesman. And just like Lucas mentioned, we had like our own SDK network, our own like programmatic. And I was selling programmatic, but I have no idea what I was selling. I got to be honest. I was just an ambitious little man, young, full of hope of the world. And I was, I was just selling. I, I, don't, I had no idea what I was selling, but I was selling it to my mom. I was like, programmatic this, programmatic that. Until a guy that really knew the industry was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I looked at him. I was like, no, man, just please teach me the ways. And he was so good that he actually taught me a lot. And and that's how I started because I I really want to like for me to understand the the full scope. I I had to went like work my way through the the company in all the like. First, it was sales, so I was selling. Then it was monetization because I really want to understand the whole wheel of the business to to really get a a grip on on what's going on. So at the beginning, I I don't think there are no no questions because I really like people. You know, just I leave my 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 own self respect on the side and just ask everything. Because I, I don't think there are stupid questions. It's just you cannot know, you can know, but in the end of the day, if you're if you're trying to to be better than you were to yourself yesterday, then I think all the questions are valid. I love it. it. I love it. I love
1: it. And Etienne, you just outed all the salespeople in mobile Marketing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows it. (laughs) Just
1: admit it. There's like 1% of salespeople for ad networks and (laughs) others that actually understand the industry. So,
2: (laughs) You know, John, here's what I'm thinking, right? Etienne was on the other uh, end of the line with Lucas, right? He was selling programmatic and he was...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. <laughs> they ne- neither of them knew. <laughs> Each was hoping that the other would help him out. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a good one. Hey, guess okay. what, Peggy? You know what? Liftoff is actually expecting us to do some work here and get some insight of these people we're, we're failing. Um, it's a total fail. You know, I blame our guests, but uh, <laughs> it's probably our fault. Um, you know, we've got to get back to work here. I think you've got a question. I think it's an open question for the group.
2: Yeah, we have some open questions now. That means anybody. And um, I'll just set it up to give you some options as well, right? So we're going to talk first about the future of video advertising in-game, shorter, maybe with connected TVs, because we're all at home now doing exactly that. What do you think?
0: Yeah, we can do that. Easy. (laughs) Do we have to expand on that?
2: Yes, you do. What is the future (laughs) of video
0: ads?
1: Etienne, what is video advertising? Do you know? (laughs) Don't do do that,
0: (laughs) So I, I mean, basically, the future. It's I, I I like where where the market is shifting. Like I mentioned before, I think it's more going like it's respecting a little bit more the privacy of the user. But I also think we're we're always working on extremes. I don't know if everything is white or black. There there's no in between anymore. So I think what happens is we're not nobody's using data to actually spy on you every single day though it's good to be respected if you actually feel like hey i don't want to see that many ads but it's not like you see a documentary somewhere online and you see these people analyzing every move you make every time and it's not buying users it's not like that i i like it it's an exaggeration it's good but then it scares because then my mom would call me i'd be like hey is this really happening i'm like no mom like Settle down. Nobody's spying on you unless there's some government doing it. But I don't know. It's not me. I'm just putting ads and I'm trying you to like them. That's about it. I mean, all I can see, it's, it's, it's a number. I don't see you personally. So I, I think video game and video advertising is it, shifting towards a, a good thing. But it's always pretty. It, it's not a path that it's easy. For example, the smart TVs. When you bought them, there are some smart TVs that when you turn them on, they force you to see an ad that's insane like i want to watch a movie oh here here's an ad i'm like okay that's not a way because with playables for example or or video rewards like we we shifted towards a good thing hey i want another life in this game let me see an ad that's a cool Mm -hmm. thing you see an ad you feel good you're playing you you get a playable and and some playables are fun like, if I can match on the playable, well, it's not happening in IRL, it's happening on the playable. At least I'm at matching somewhere, you know? It, it's fun. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the video game industry, the, the, the video, like, advertising industry is shifting towards a good thing. But sometimes, I, I, I think the extreme opposite, it's not. Again, like, spamming ads, like having smart TVs, force you to watch an ad. I think it's pretty invasive. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me, I, I honestly, I, I'm the one, I have no idea where this is going. Hopefully we see some augmented reality stuff. Like I really want to see that, that technology move forward. I really want to see what 5G is going to happen with all the cell phones having like an even better connection. I think more live streams are going to come to life. I know like for the streaming platforms like Twitch are growing a lot, but more live stream on, I don't know, shoppings and sales and, and stuff like that. More social interaction via streaming maybe. But mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. I'm not, I have no idea, but I'm super eager to to be a part of it.
1: Cool. Pierre, Lukas, anything to add there about the future of video advertising on mobile?
3: Mm, I really loved Etienne's point about VR and virtual reality. I think that's mm-hmm. a really interesting topic, um, how we can implement like video, um, whatever it looks like in VR um, to implement in, in this really new um, yeah economy there, I think or technology. I think that's really interesting.
4: Excellent. I'm, not, I'm not brave enough to predict what is going to happen with video ads because like a few years ago, I was thinking that pliables are going to take over the inventory that the video is using. It didn't happen. Uh, so uh, now I'm uh, like kind of restrain uh, myself with uh, such, uh, such thoughts. But uh, what I'm hoping for is, uh, especially with those iOS changes uh, and ads, becoming less and less relevant to the audiences uh, we are going to get uh, more honest ads because I'm not the biggest fan of uh, so-called misleading creatives Uh, so whenever I have a chance I I always go with an rant about them Uh, but I'm hoping that we're going to get uh, like really really good creatives it's it's not uh, like there are no good ads that tell the story that show the product and so on so I'm hoping that the industry will go more towards this direction rather than uh, running some some different uh, like stuff that is not representing the product well that is a great segue actually
1: because the next question that we have and you know maybe diana i'll i'll just uh, pick you out for the first one to give have an opportunity to answer this one is about what you show in your ads so the question is what is your preferred strategy with video ads do you show the app or do you capture attention? Um, You know, what what do you do? And is that a false dichotomy even? Deanna, first dibs?
5: Yeah, um, our best practice at Liftoff is definitely to showcase the actual app interface and that the literal (laughs) app experience that the user is going to download once they go ahead and install. Um, This is like, we are all about being like very straightforward with our message and kind of let the user um dissect and make that decision themselves because it's like if you can just go ahead and highlight the product benefits immediately then you don't have to um, tell this complex story or mislead the user just show them what you're gonna get mm-hmm. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and I think that's the most effective
3: Cool
1: does that work for YouTube Pierre
3: yeah I totally agree um, we are also really focusing on um, on our app on our features um when we are at advertising with video ads 100 percent
1: it brings up the question right like where does video fit in the strategy right um if you're just looking top funnel just looking for the download then maybe you're grabbing some attention if you're looking for deeper funnel engagement retention then you're probably showing more what's going on um how do you make that call um how, is the answer different depending on how much money you have to spend and the, the size of your budget awkward gap we're gonna have to oh, edit oh, out. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sh- should I answer that?
0: Yes, or... you should. Go <laughs> okay. for it, you give I, us I mean, the long
1: answer and then you say, I don't just, really know, but that's what I have to say about it.
0: <laughs> he's going to do I, it, too. I, I mean, just just like Lucas mentioned at the beginning of the, of the this amazing podcast, if I must say, um, <laughs> it's a, I mean, playables, are, it's a complicated subject. It's not easy to make them. To make them for every partner, you got to have like a thousand different playables because every partner has different like regulations and, and things. You, you got you to gotta just you make some adjustments. So if you have a small budget, if you have a small team, I think video, it's safer. It's like the safe option. There's a lot of inventory there. It's not going to be like a, the, the game changer, but like having playables and videos. If you have videos and those videos are good, and, and just like Dan and, uh, like mentioned, they, they showcase the, the, they, they showcase your the, the game's attributes, the app attributes, whatever it is you want to show the user. Then that's good. Because playable is again, you want to run a playable on on this partner. Okay, it's one thing. You want to run it on another partner. It's not the same playable. You got to start working again. That means man hours. That means more salaries. That means it, it all depends. Yeah. And and another thing, if you're a small studio, I would recommend. The, the, the good thing about the industry is that everything is there. All the track records are there. So you can see which creatives are performing best to the company you want to kind of be like competing with. So for example, you have, I don't know, uh, another uh, Pokemon Go thing. You can see the ads are running, how they're performing, if you have to, I, I, and give you some idea. So I would say, just like, like Lucas and Pierre also mentioned, it's being misleading with the ads sucks. It's a horrible thing in the industry, something that it should not be possible to do. Apple and and, and, and Google took some stand on it. I don't think it was hard enough because it's still happening nowadays. And it it just grinds my gears seeing a top performing ad that has nothing to do with the game for that game. Because if that game is it's my competition, then it feels like they're cheating. And I don't want to get into that and start rolling because that already happened. And you see a lot of games doing that. But if you really want to know it's you can take the best creative ads that showcase their game, analyze them and see, hey, we could do something similar because it's working for them. But with your game, but to have some of the man hours and, and the science behind it, Because like Diana mentioned, it's not about, hey, I like this. I swear it's a science. And I swear the designers are are the, if you want to have a good campaign, have good ads. It's not, I, I think ads are, are what makes a, a good campaign. Like just like, it's amazing. It's very impactful. So analyze the industry, analyze what the other companies are doing and just create ads massively. Uh, if it's banner video playables, just create as much as you can because at the end of the day, it's not going to be, hey, I like this. I like that. It's going to be, hey, which one is the lowest CPI? Which one is the highest CTR? <laughs> and that's about it.
2: How about some more on that?
3: Nope. You're
0: Yeah, right, I,
1: I can
3: bet... Oh. I can maybe connect with um, what Etienne said, if you're tight on budget, um, what you can do is also try your concepts in cheap geos, something like India, for example, where you can, where you can get thousands of registrations for some bucks and then adopt those learnings for your core markets. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Cool.
2: So is a little bit of a segue here because I was going to ask about how do you get more bang for the buck, but we have that here a little bit. Let's turn it back and just talk about videos for a moment because they absolutely do rule the roost. I was looking at the Liftoffs 2021 Mobile Ad Creative Index, right, where it comes in. It's got the highest performance, but that comes with a price tag. So what's a tip anyone here can offer about how you can get that performance and optimize and maximize that, but maybe on a tighter budget. So how do you get more bang for the buck with video that's truly pricey, but really well-performing?
0: Uh, I, I mean, I, again, I think watching what, what the industry is telling you, it's always important. So if you have a small budget, you already know, you can analyze what, what the top performing videos of your competitors are. So maybe if you, if you, ha- if you're going to try five videos, eight videos, then you want to make them something similar you want to have different like Mm. ad themes so for example you're working on a on a video game that's an rpg well you're gonna have different main characters i'll have a human an elf on different ambiences like a forest the sea and just have them see the impact on that once you you get those insights then you can build more of those ads for example Mm. just like we we talked about the color green it wasn't random. You had like 25 colors, the whole rainbow over there, but you see your top performing one, it's green and it's, it, it correlates with the money and it's for good for fintech. So all those things that, that go like blindly because you, you can't think that way. You cannot think, hey, I'm gonna do this beforehand and then make the video. You, gotta, you, you have to test it out. So just like Pierre mentioned, Testing out in, in, in like two or three countries like India, like Latin something in Latin America, it's pretty cheap and it's good. And you get a lot of insights because the volume is massive and the CPIs are are way lower. And and right now, if you want to test it, of course, do Android. For the love of God, don't go on iOS. Don't don't do it. And I'm sorry, Apple. You can cut that out, but it's it's painful, man. Uh, like iOS right now, it's 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 it has to be one of the toughest things I, I've ever faced in the industry. Wow. Uh,
1: yeah. Wow. Let's talk a little bit about formats. Um, there's different ways that you can show a video. It can be landscape. It can be the full uh, height of your phone, um, vertical. What are you seeing lately about what placements are working? Does it just depend on the game and the app and what works in the app? Talk to me about that. Maybe I'll start with Diana and Lukash. Hmm.
4: I can I can say that square square is the format uh, to to go for definitely neither of those two that you mentioned square is the the best one uh, but of course it depends on the channel uh, and the, the the placements that channel offers and the game orientation itself because uh, like for for portrait games uh, it's like usually usually advertisers go for uh, portrait uh creatives and so on but uh facebook since facebook is one of the biggest channels for sure and for me personally square videos work awesome leader but also uh, on, on google ads as well and probably wherever it's it's possible uh so i would go for square as it comes what, to the why forums. is that why is that
1: working and i saw pierre you're nodding your head as you as you hear that so you're agreeing with that w- why does square work
3: it works amazing with facebook instagram like the facebook econo- uh, economy economy um so if you don't have Square there, you're you're screwed. Yep.
1: Okay, interesting. And so if you're with if you're doing something with Snap or somebody else, then that might be a little different, perhaps.
3: Yeah, totally. Um for us the most important um formats uh, are of course the Square and um the port remote. Yeah, because we are running a lot of campaigns with, with TikTok and, and Snapchat, and um there of course you need um the port remote. Cool.
2: Diana, did you wanna do you wanna ping then?
5: yeah so the benefit of the square video is that it can actually serve in both like landscape inventory and portrait inventory so it's like more universal that way um and so you don't have to spend um the money on producing two separate videos which is actually really nice um and it can be um yeah it's just flexible in that way right um i will say this is kind of like a secret, but goes along a little bit with what Lucas was saying. It is highly dependent on what that, what um, publisher apps are performing best. You know, what's the inventory that's working well for your product, Um, but uh, kind of, this is a secret actually. Um, What we used to do to keep production costs very low, this is a very straightforward and easy way to test things out um, before you want to put in the time or resources to polish something up is a lot of the time we would just literally do the record our screen and go through the app interface, um, and just kind of crop that do really light editing to this. And, um, again, that's just dependent on what the product experiences itself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever works for the product is kind of like, that's what kind of creatives are going to show.
4: Very cool actually when when talking about that uh, let, let's keep format for, for a moment but i have to touch upon that one of the best creatives working for us is actually um with a very similar mechanic to one of the dating app where pierre is probably very familiar with it's like swiping left and right of of the characters it's like it's outperforming others by by far that's the fun oh. fact <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean everybody knows that. Everybody's you or a lot of people are used to that. So that's um it's
5: a familiar UX. And again, just like you always have to be considerate of the user. You don't want to make them like have to pause, think, be confused. Um and that's why playables are so tough is because a lot of them are like trying to be very complex. Um, but really you have to simplify it. You have to reel it back in and just show them show users something that Mm -hmm. they understand right away.
0: Nice. Yeah, like that's that's like that one point I really wanted to 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 take in because like Pierre mentioned, if you know you're gonna buy on specific network, then actually analyzing that network and making creatives for that network is really good. For example, you're gonna take TikTok. Well, you know, you don't want to disrupt the whole experience. So the best performing ads are actually with the TikTok songs and maybe someone dancing or doing a round or maybe you're you're like some gameplay, your character dies and the music oh no appears, the oh no, oh no that everybody's hearing that I can't get out of my head. So, you know, being a little bit tricky about those situations, if it's an app that you play on portrait mode, then you want your ad to be portrait. It doesn't reflect on your app itself. Is this going to be landscape or portrait? But more on the experience on the users when you're going to hit them. So if they're playing on a landscape app, you want your video to be landscape. Because if they're got to turn it, then that user experience is horrible. And you want your first impact of the game to be negative. Oh, I got to switch it to see it. Because yeah. they don't want to watch it. I mean, they want the life. They, they, they want whatever the reward it is. So you want to make that appealing maybe? But yeah, that's a small I, I want to make
1: a TikTok ad with Etienne's cat for <laughs> Pierre's dating app. <laughs> and I think it'll be awesome. And <laughs> I think it would. fully confuse <laughs> yeah. everybody. Um, but we do have to bring this to a close. So Peggy, you have last question.
2: Yes, I do. Because we're talking about what Gianna said. I love it. You know, keep it simple. Be educating what's going on in the apps. There's like a lot of thinking that goes into this, we've been talking about performance, but you know, a big part of this is also brand, right? And consistency and standing for something. So how do you see, and this is an open question, but maybe I will start with Diana because you brought it up. How do you see video in the brand versus performance discussion? You know, does it do both or is it really more of a wow factor and something more in the performance?
5: That's interesting. I think it depends on the brand probably. Um, and so the benefit to video is really just being able to have a richer experience. You can communicate a lot more, a lot faster um, with some more complexity. If it's, I think with the brands, um, it's not necessarily, you, it's not necessary. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, you can like convey like a message if you're taking a stand for something. Probably in a in a different kind of medium, um, and I'm just speaking from like in-app mobile programmatic, right? The branding and messaging probably is going to be better on other platforms like a TV commercial, YouTube, um, something where you can do that more complex, high highly conceptual storytelling. For in-app mm-hmm. programmatic, we really want to focus on the product itself and what the benefits are because kind of wrapping it all up with that end user experience. What is the state of mind of that end user, right? Are they prepared to absorb a complex like idea?
2: And I'd love to have Pierre ping in on that, John, because again, coming from where video is at the core of everything, what is it? Brand or performance, Pierre?
3: Um, it's, it's, for us, it's more performance than than branding. And I think it's also really complicated to bring branding and performance together at the end, because there's one thing that might convert really well in terms of performance, but might be not that a perfect match um, um, related to to brand safety or something like that. Um, um, There's, for example, one one example for us right now, we are running um, a TV campaign um, in in Germany and um, it's landscape mode. So we cannot even adopt that uh, for for mobile campaigns quite easy. Yeah. So it's really complicated and um for us it's definitely performance and not branding. Excellent. Excellent.
1: Great answer. Well, we do have to call it. You guys have been amazing. This has been an hour of fun and interest. They got the cat terrorist. We've got <laughs> people all over the world. Uh, thank you so much. Lukas. it was incredible. Deanna, you are amazing. Etienne, thank you so much. Pierre, thank you so much for your insight. Very, very appreciated. This was wonderful. This is great. You guys have made it a success. And you know what? Probably save Peggy my jobs. <laughs> thank you so much.
0: So, so, who got the Lambo? I, I, was, uh, I didn't hear that part because you were talking about and, Lambo. And I was like, okay. Peggy
1: decides, and I always get it. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, that's
2: good. <laughs> I personally want a Maserati, but we won't go there.
1: Yeah, okay. No worries. It can be the Audi, you know, e-tron, the Q4 e-tron. <laughs> there you go. Whatever you want. Um, uh, maybe Maybe the everybody. person who,
3: who remembers the name of the cat can get the Lambo.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good so one. you
1: remembers the name of the cat.
3: No, I'm out.
0: <laughs> what I do think you I'm mean? Anna, who's the cat? It's a perfect cat name. Oh, I Donaldo. Don't yes. See, Peggy, that's why, that's why I love you. Come on now, boys. <laughs> it's, it's my son over there. What do you
1: mean? Donaldo, Donaldo. Which one is it? Donaldo. <laughs> Danello. <laughs> yeah. Perfect cat name. Okay, Lukas, I don't get it, but hey, whatever. Makes his crank turn, right?
2: <laughs> we
1: love it. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day.
0: Have a Thank good one. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you. Bye. I Absolutely. think
1: we have some other news to talk about, and this is news about mobile heroes.
2: Absolutely. They are on the move. And it's great uh, picking out a good assortment of what they're up to. So that's what I did this time, right? Some of them move jobs, some of them move audiences. We'll talk about that. Kicking it off with Amanda Carvel, Director of Marketing at BitPay Now, after seven years at Retail Me Not took on a new job, as I said, at BitPay, which is a Bitcoin payment service provider. John, you love those. (laughs) (laughs) Recently in the news, because it also joined Jack Dorsey's Crypto Open Patent Alliance. So CEO of Twitter, founder of Square, you know, it's all coming together. And Amanda's where the action is.
1: It's a big move. That's a big move. Very exciting
2: absolutely and staying with money it seems like that's where all the action is John. money I money wonder, money <laughs> i wonder turner kirk this is really interesting because after 3 years working uh, leading ua rather at sanity and self app so it's you know, like a mental health health wellness type app taking on a new role as growth marketing manager at earnin so we're going from you know mental health and wellness to financial health and wellness
1: Great awesome mix. he's got his yeah. soul in order now he can go for his wallet there you
2: go <laughs> and next up because we had so many pets john i felt we had to do it here as well right we are into animals and this is a company that is seeing massive growth pop and we had mark Atelier. he's the founder ceo we had pop on one of our earlier shows in mobile heroes uncensored again massive growth uh I don't know what my pun would be. Maybe it's, uh, you know, the cat's meow. I, <laughs> I won't go there, Sure. But why not, why not? Monthly recurring revenue in Q1, just really, you know, m- hitting all the right marks.
1: Impressive, very impressive.
2: Impressive, and shows we love our pets. I won't go there, John. And really impressive here, and we haven't heard from him for a while. Drew Frost, head of product marketing at Sam's Club. Well, Sam's Club's mobile app just blows away the competition. It racked up 9.6 million downloads last year.
1: Wow. Impressive. It is impressive. And look at that shot. I mean, like, wow, that is a boss shot picture. Uh,
2: of him. <laughs> he's racking it up too, John. That's that's the whole point. There's some there's some <laughs> metaphorical stuff going on here. Uh, it. <laughs> indeed. And speaking of knocking it out of the park, uh, Lamit Patel, VP of Growth, uh, he spoke at a webinar recently, a Facebook webinar around automation in mobile gaming. And why not? Because he's sort of Mr. AI, right? With his Lean AI book. And uh, if you haven't seen him in your feed, I mean, John, have you not seen Lamit in your feed?
1: Can I get rid of Lomit? Is there a no Lomit feed setting on LinkedIn?
2: (laughs) No, there isn't. That's why. That is why he has eclipsed 30,000 LinkedIn followers because he's an active man. He's a man on the, got on the mark, I have to say. And uh, there you go. You know, they're moving in all directions uh, from new positions to new popularity. There you have it, John. Heroes in the news. And you heard it here first.
1: We did hear it here first. Indeed. It has been impressive. It has been amazing. We had so much fun today. We had pets. We had crazy pets. We had crazy cats. We had pop. So there's some dogs in there too and <laughs> other things. Peggy, great show. Thank you so much. It is such a pleasure doing this with you and with all the experts that you bring in. Have a wonderful day. You say